0: Hey everybody, it's Ron Weisberg over here at Soul Acting Academy with the podcast Film Things with Soul Studios. I have an extremely VIP guest today. Um, I'm calling him from Albuquerque to LA, Mr. Brad Lemack. Hi Brad.
1: Hey there, I want you to do the musical intro again. I was kind of enjoying that.
0: Oh, you mean to keep going? Not too much, not, of
1: course, not too much because you're on my time, but just, you know, it, it set the pace a little.
0: Bit. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to waste your time. You're right. Nor no, anyone definitely. else's time.
1: Nah, no, never a waste. It's, it's, a, it's a special skill that you have that I hope is on your resume.
0: It is. It is. I've often been asked uh, to prove myself um, in the audition room when somebody sees that. Do you know
1: that happens a, that happens a lot? Um, you know, particularly in the commercial world, actors will put all this stuff on special skills on their resume because of course it's special skills that would set you apart from another actor and maybe often even the special skill that will get you the job over an actor with more experience. But you better be able to do that special skill that you claim that you know, have proficiency in on your resume.
0: You better do Otherwise. it you better do it well.
1: Yeah, yeah. I once got a call a client went out on an audition and it was, um, and actually this is, little story is in the new book, um, and it called for horseback riding. <clears throat> and this client um, said that she had horseback riding experience, and you know, I don't ever question, I, we live in, <laughs> I live in a world of truth. Oh. So she went out <clears throat> and she booked the job, I think it was for like a Ford Mustang commercial, and she arrived on the set And what they wanted her to do on a horse was um, something that she didn't feel safe or comfortable doing. Mm -hmm. So you know that's a little bit of a dance that has to happen at that point, and it you know usually doesn't end too well for Mm -hmm. anybody. But yeah, we try and fix it as best we can. But look at the, the the teachable moment there is it's not about how many things you have listed as special skills, it's how, it's what are the special skills and how proficient are you at, at doing it, right? And you should only have stuff on there that you're really good at. You know, like people will say, I'm uh, 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 Spanish speaking or, you know, I'm a, I'm a juggler, or, you know, all I wanna go, okay. Uh, oh, piano, I play piano. So, well, how proficient are you at piano playing? You know, can you really play? Are you, are you fluent? speaking spanish if not don't put it on your resume so you know there's there's lots of lessons that actors have learned the hard way so you know we try and instill that early on to never never lie on a resume especially in your special skills
0: yeah that makes a lot of sense and you know here there's a lot of westerns so that actually happens all the time here
1: yeah Yeah, yeah, exactly. And look at if, in fact, that's a desirable special skill to have in your market. And if you have beyond basic horseback riding skills and it's something that really interests you, then go develop that skill. Right. It's an added value to be. Spanish speaking in, 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 in globally now.
0: So. Yeah, absolutely. I tell all my well, students do go learn Spanish, go learn to ride a horse, go learn Spanish. They're like, what can I do outside of the school? Go right. learn Spanish, go learn to ride a horse, go play a musical yeah. instrument, go travel, right?
1: Right, 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 right. Exactly. I'm glad that you do that. And, I, you know, this is, the whole other chapter in the book about this because when you try and dissect why a career isn't developing in the way that it ought to or you expect that it will, you know, this is like a forensic audit of an actor's resume. You know, and I really, you get into the, with a fine-tooth comb to figure out, okay, you might not think that some little teeny tiny thing is going to prevent X, Y, and Z from happening, but it's certainly can have an impact, and you know if you put something on your resume, you know that you're not really good at it or able to do it, and I think that even if there's not a, a conscious awareness of that, I think it creates an underlying anxiety that can be um, derailing
0: for yeah, some people. Yeah, debilitating, derailing. It, so everybody okay. out there, this is Brad Lamack, a writer, uh, author of The New Business of Acting, He's been uh, a talent manager in L.A. for 38 years, Brad?
1: Wow, really? <laughs> I'm afraid that that's true.
0: My our original,
1: our original contracts with clients were etched into tablets.
0: <laughs> but you don't mean like the Apple tablets?
1: Oh, gosh, no, thank you. We have to make that <laughs> distinction now. No, no, I, I mean with Hammer and... Yeah. Chisel. (laughs) Right, right. Thank you. Thank
0: you. (laughs) It's very biblical. It was very biblical back in the day in Hollywood, you know. It was. (laughs) So it's so amazing to have you at the school in Albuquerque at at Seoul and to talk to you and and for everybody to just gain from your experience. It's something that I, I, I don't know if people really grasp how important it is. Um, you you offer so much knowledge and experience Uh, you know if anybody wants this book this knowledge it comes with our class right and uh, and you're coming uh, Friday night um, on the 6th right you're going to do a meet and greet
1: I am I am because I know a lot of people can't always make an afternoon which we're doing the next day that Saturday for the master class the business of acting career clinic Um, and of course we have limited seating in the class too so um, if it's all the spaces get filled and you haven't signed up for it here's an opportunity to at least meet and greet and 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 chat and uh, I think what's been wonderful is so many of the people I've met at the Friday night sort of free come say hello have been people that have signed up for the next round of classes when we've been able to do them and announce them. So Mm -hmm. um, that's great. That's great. I'm really happy about that.
0: And you teach at Emerson in L.A., right?
1: I do. I've been teaching at the Emerson College Los Angeles campus for since we're throwing numbers around. I'm this semester, which begins next week, uh, I begin my 25th year on the faculty there. Wow. And, you know, you talk about the changes that I've seen in the business of talent management and the business of acting in 38 years. You see, you witness such incredible change in the academic landscape with how we're preparing students to have a career in this, in this industry. And, and I say this, <clears throat> I, I'm not happy about having to say this, but unfortunately... To the best of my knowledge, uh, at Emerson College, Los Angeles, we're the only school or university that is doing a designated, specific, exclusive business of acting course for the entire semester. Hmm. There are many colleges and universities around the country that I'm thrilled, happily thrilled, are using uh, the book as part of their acting class program, so they blend a lot of what i write about and teach in the book into their acting classes but um, it's, it's important to take a step out of the process of acting and learn about the industry in which you want to have this career so you know any opportunity that i can get to have time with actors and explain to them know why it's so important they don't invest just in developing their talent and their skills but their their business perspective as well that's going to play a bigger more significant role in their ability to really carve out an incredible career journey that um, is a career for them fully than just by studying acting alone
0: yeah you realize uh, you help people realize there is a path there is a journey it's a process over amassing you know one step one foot in front of the other over time um and so you really give you know actors a real kind of hope to actually make a business out of it and i think that is so beautiful
1: well thank you sir and look at in your own case i mean you're an incredibly gifted actor who learned the business after starting to develop your skills as an actor right and don't uh, I, I hope I know what the answer is but do you not feel a more confident actor going into the room and showing up for an audition and showing up on a set for a job having an understanding of, of how all of the dots are connected
0: yeah I mean it's that when, once you the industry is demystified then you can walk I always say I, I really want to know where I stand so I can yeah. know how to walk right. and where to walk you know, the awareness is key. Without awareness, you can't make any move. Any- well,
1: and it's one of the it's one of the four skills that I teach in the book, and I've been teaching for years. You know, behavior, communication, awareness, and perception, and and the, they're all detailed in the book, and we talk about it in the we're going to talk about it in the class that I'm going to do there on September seventh. I mean, you you. You—it's critical. You have to understand the environment that you are stepping into. Um, you have to understand and embrace your place in that environment, mm-hmm. and, and and you have to understand that you know from the second you show up, you're at work. You're not just at work when you're on set or you're on stage. You are on set the moment you step into that environment, and mm-hmm. that's an important concept to embrace.
0: Yeah, and you represent uh, a lot of different things. You don't just represent yourself. You represent. You know, your agent, your manager, your community, you know. Well, yeah,
1: look, I always tell my clients, you know, I, I, I'm expecting you to represent me as effectively and professionally as I've represented you. And and look, at you know, there are many, many gifted actors who have lost work even when they've been on a set because they are proven to be people who are difficult to work with or who are uncooperative or who you know don't really have a sense of their place in that particular production. So I'm trying to disconnect the wiring to those buttons if they exist and to talk about things that are that you can do that are empowering that uh, will create, a presence for you that's positive. You know, when you go on an audition, it's great to book the job. I love it when clients book a job, but that's not my number one priority for my clients or any actor. Mm-hmm. My number one priority is that they understand that more important than
0: booking the role is booking the room. Yes. Right. It's not about that job.
1: Anybody can book a job, but but careers are not built on single jobs. They're built on, you know, a global perspective. And so if you book the room and you come to that audition prepared and, and and wired the right way and confident, that casting director is going to be more likely and interested in seeing you more often for other things mm-hmm. beyond just this one role. So, you know, it, it is a mistake to go into any audition thinking that this is all that this is about, is about this particular audition. Uh, right. Because those people and producers and directors are certainly you know have careers that are going to have them doing all kinds of stuff and how easy, much easier it is for those of us who represent talent to get our clients into the room again if they've done what they're supposed to do and been professional when they show up the first time.
0: Yeah, absolutely I mean, it's all about the relationships you build in any industry, right? We have to approach this like every business. Like, are, yeah. are people gonna really wanna work with you if you're negative? Right. right, and look, there's plenty of
1: examples of bad behavior where you can get away with it for some time. You know, I, 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 I don't wanna Roseanne bash, but for example, she <laughs> had a reputation Right? She's always had a long reputation of being very difficult to work with, but her network and her production company and, and her fans stood by her because her brand, the product she brought to the work she did, was valuable to fans as entertainment and to the producers in the network as a, a fiscal investment. She was a great return on money yeah. because fans showed up. And yeah. the ratings were great, and they could charge more for the commercials on the show. So ding, 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 right? But there comes a point at which you can cross the line. You know, that's clearly what she did a year ago, mm-hmm. and they finally said, "Yep, you know, we knew who we were getting into business with, but uh, this crosses that line." Um, I don't think that it's good to have that kind of reputation.
0: No, and that I'm just sure goes to whether, show, you know, you have yeah. to do more good than bad in the world and it will it will pay itself off in dividends right well yeah and you know look at we're
1: living in an incredibly politically charged and divisive time and i will often say to my clients who have strong vocal political views on things that are in the world happening around us i say um keep them to yourself go to work Nobody really cares what you, you know, don't, they don't care. It's not, you're not there for a political discourse. You're there because you're contributing something artistically to the project at at hand. And um, I'm very concerned and careful about what clients do and how they do it. uh, And they shouldn't uh, in talking about political or social issues. It can change the, um, it can change the color of a set. You know, you certainly don't want to don't want to do that, and it's a bigger issue the more well known an actor gets, and then that becomes a decision about you know, do I really want to come out and be public about how I feel about this? You know, is it more important to stay silent or is it more important to speak out? And you know, that depends on what your platform is. If you're Oprah or Meryl Streep or Leonardo DiCaprio, your desire and need and want to speak out for the better good as you would put it um is, means more than the chance you might lose a few ticket sales at the box office or ratings on your on your cable show right. so it, it's really complicated right so you're not learning this in acting class no right?
0: of course not it helps,
1: it helps develop the kind of person you are the kind of artist you are the kind of content creator you are um, by knowing where you are in the, the industry compared with what's happening around you and where you're going and what your career journey and growth uh, is setting up to be.
0: It is really um, complicated because, I mean, look at what's happening right now with the Amazon rainforest. Um, It's it's completely burning down and no one's talking about it. And as an artist, I'm like uh, very concerned and feel like I need to use my voice, but yet I... Uh, run the risk of coming off as political, like you were saying, right? So what's your recommendation for approaching those kind of things?
1: I think it depends on the issue. You know what? I don't think you're going to offend too many people when you talk about an environmental tragedy like that. Mm -hmm. But I think if you start talking about political issues or, 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 issues that are bound to create a controversy on another side you know you talk about the immigration issue or you talk about a certain candidate Um, you're you're, you're bound to have to to stir up what will quickly become an emotional conversation
0: right but even the rainforest is tied to political issues like uh, the cattle industry and all that stuff Um, yeah
1: sure it is sure it is and and i can't think of anything really these days that's not tied to some kind of you know, political um, situation. So, I, you know, to me, the best advice is just don't talk about it. Come to work, be prepared mm-hmm. uh, and, and just focus on what it is you're supposed to do and, and save your campaigning for your own time. I'm not saying don't be, uh, don't be active or proactive. Absolutely. We all have a right to do that and if we feel strongly about something, we should but I think we don't do it at work in these situations because the work we do is public
0: right yeah I think that's the distinction is don't make it you know you don't want to mix that in your work right 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 I think it's, it's potentially dangerous until you arrive at a place
1: where um, it, it, it's not so dangerous and your desire to use the platform you've created with your art to speak out on stuff you're passionate about um, gives you the opportunity to do so
0: yeah. Very understandable. Yeah, that's some great insight because, uh, you know, there's just so much going on and it's hard not to talk about it. <laughs>
1: yeah, it is. It is. And look, the truth is it's very interesting, actually, because we never really talk about this sort of stuff. Um, and this is important. And so the truth is it's not going to get easier, right? I mean, we're in a climate where, everybody has an opinion and great and so do something about that you know go and speak out in your own way and and vote when it's time for you to do that but um it, it it's it's dangerous if you don't know uh the environment in which you're expressing your views right you, you you're on a set you show up to work you're there to do a job and i think
0: that's where the focus is uh, the focus needs to be. Well, especially because we're in the age of misinformation. So, so if, you know, you uh, can assume that there's so much misinformation out there that you going around barking about stuff, you probably don't have the full story anyway. So why? Well, yeah, and I would also suggest we're in an environment of selective listening too. And I, uh, it's, it's a far bigger issue than you and I are going
1: to get to resolve in a podcast chat, <laughs> but it's certainly... Um, it it's a, it's cause for pause and cause for concern. Look, I'm not a political person. I'm a am a person who's out to ha- have actors be able to develop everything they want to create for themselves. And I think you know there are choices to be made along the way and I just say you know yellow light, caution you know, be understand where you are with what you're doing and the potential impact that it that it might have so and I said I have these conversations with clients frequently um, about the decision to speak out or not and what the potential risks and rewards of doing that for a well-known person might be
0: Mm mm-hmm yeah so back to um, the the actor's journey I was just thinking you know, I went out there before I came back to uh, New Mexico uh, to, to help take over Soul Acting Academy. I went out there and, um, you know, going out there to train and to try to be an actor and, uh, in the L.A. market and, you know, climbed that mountain and uh, did a lot of other things along the way. But um, what is your advice? What is the path that you see for somebody like out in this market Uh, building their resume here and then moving out there what can you give us a, a bulletin like an outline for the path and the journey that we should be expecting
1: I think that the first thing that you need to do is make sure that you have enough money to support yourself for six months without getting a job if you move here from anywhere and I think you have to be very smart about what the cost of understanding what the cost of living is in Southern California or New York if you go there it's high, and it's everything from rent to gasoline for your car. I think you have to be prepared to cover those expenses, and you have to be prepared to start diving into professional level classes in Los Angeles, which will create for your resume a list of local known teachers and coaches and schools uh, that will enhance the work that you've done somewhere else. You guys are tremendously um the, the students who come to you are tremendously helped by the fact that Saul Acting Academy has a reputation and a good one
0: in Los Angeles. So that's a door opener. Oh wow, I didn't even know that. <laughs> well, you know it's the result of they
1: get not just the class, they get tremendous added value from being able to use the credit, you know and say, yeah, you know what? I invested in myself, I took these classes. Uh, I'm I did the work and you know it says to me when I see that on a resume it tells me a little bit more about what kind of an actor that person is even if there's not a lot of work professional work credits yet when I look at the training and I assess what they've done and where they've done it and what kind of an investment they've made to do the work that tells you a lot about the level of commitment they will have in moving forward professionally yeah. it's I, It's important. So mostly for me, the advice is fiscal, right? It's economic. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you have to be prepared to also have some kind of a part-time job when you get here because I think it's important to immediately create a community, you know, community that people you will meet in the classes you take, but a community of people you can be around when you go off to, you know, a job that's just to help you make ends meet. When you do that every day, or whatever the frequency is of that, yeah, that's any community. Yeah, I think that's really important. Is there is there a magic formula for getting an agent, getting a manager, getting into casting directors, booking jobs in LA? Is it different than in, in New Mexico? There's no magic bullet, right? You still have to do the work, and you have to understand the market in which you want to do that work and you have to understand that that there's going to be a level of competition here that is different than you enjoy in Albuquerque and in New Mexico and you have to be prepared for that you have to have the endurance for that part of the journey Mm -hmm. right and so what it means is that for every job every every role that's being cast you know a casting director in LA or New York is going to get about 2,000 submissions from agents and managers Mm -hmm. for that one role, even for small co-star roles. And if the casting director has opted to put it on Actors Access or on LA Casting or Casting Frontier, one of the professionally used services to get breakdowns to actors, they're going to double that amount. So, you know, again, it's a math problem. So you have X number hours or days to cast a, a role. You have a, a X number of time to bring in a certain number of people. You know, you, the vetting process is really important. So how do you whittle down 2,000 plus submissions to the 20 or 25 people you might be able to see for that role? Yeah. So it's, it's a combination of how do you present, right? So that's the single most important tool in your actor's toolkit, your headshot. Mm. I want to talk about this at the class on September 7th, the power of the headshot. It's really important because that's the first place of elimination when a casting director or when a manager agent is looking at a, an actor who submitted themselves for consideration to, to be represented by him or her, right? We're, we're looking very quickly at a headshot and, and does it stop us? Is, it, is there something about it that
2: makes us curious, makes us want to know more about this person? Yeah. Yeah. And not stress the importance
1: of the headshot enough. Um, And and so then the headshot has to be great. And then the resume has to be truthful and honest and a snapshot of where you are right now, but also an indication of what your potential is based on the resume. And I think the last thing I want to say has to do with content creation. We're often like defense attorneys. I'm, I'm always looking for evidence. I'm looking for evidence of career potential, right? And so I'm looking for that evidence in your resume, on stuff that's listed on your resume, but I'm also looking for it in the content you create to show me your potential, right? So it's no excuse that, well, I don't have any tape, I don't have any, you know, I have nothing to show. Um, It is a mistake to wait for somebody else to hire you to give you the opportunity to get the, the footage that you need to showcase your potential. Um, there's no, ex- and I, I write a column for Backstage and I've written about this because it's become such an important issue. Um, y- you have a responsibility to be a hyphenate and learn how to do lots of stuff really well, like act and write and produce and, and edit and you know, whatever it is for you. Go create the content that you need to showcase your potential and your brand to people who can help deliver you there. Yeah. And at the end of the day, Ron, you know, it really it also comes down to one really simple assignment is do the work, do the work. I meet unfortunately too many actors who just want it. They want the results, but they don't want to do the work along the journey that is really necessary to deliver more than the job, to really deliver a career that you can embrace, that you can be helpful to whoever works with you, your agent or manager, and allows you to go into the audition and show up on a set empowered, confident, prepared ready and the person the actor that these people want to work with not only today but again
0: and again and again yeah it's the actor that's full of life and uh love and appreciation and gratitude for being able to do such a uh a privileged um thing like like acting and making movies i mean you know people all over the world can only dream of such a thing right right
1: right and kindness And to understand that, you know, do the work, do the work. Mm. And when you don't get to do the kind of work that you hope your work will lead you to, it's, you know, it's rarely your fault. If it is, it's another discussion entirely. Another chapter in the book about that. (laughs) We'll talk about that at the class on September 7th. But this is a really, to me, this is a really interesting conversation because you're bringing up stuff that rarely gets talked about and, and all of this applies to every single actor or mm-hmm. person who wants to be an actor. At any age, they enter the business in very different ways. You know, we we really have to personalize this, and, and each actor has to
0: personalize. You know, what does this mean for me? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and that's that's what I try. I'm trying to do with this podcast. I don't want it to just be, you know, just another podcast talking about acting. I want to get in there. And really get into the depth of you know what's really going on in our industry, in the actor, um, the filmmaker. We started a filmmaking series where we're inviting filmmakers now to talk about their projects and their process as well.
1: Which is great. Which is great because you can't be a, a, a great, successful working actor without the foundation, the baseline, the support, the sign that it takes to to do everything else
0: yeah absolutely and and so um i don't want to take up too much of your time i know you're you're the powerhouse out there that's right you even have a mug that says you're a powerhouse
1: i do i should bring it with me too you should i should do that we
0: should make a post online so everybody can see the real powerhouse um, right right i
1: think (laughs) i put a picture of the mug on instagram or Facebook when
0: the students given it to me at the end of the last semester yeah I definitely um, it was saw that'
1: very, it was very funny and I, <laughs> I I love that I think that stuff is, is great but look at you know what that says it's my indication that if you can't have fun and you can't have a good time and you can't have a real laugh or two along the way then um, don't don't embark on this journey because there'll be lots of times when laughter and the ability to have a good time and let it roll off Will be really needed skills for you.
0: Yeah, I mean, how important is a sense of humor for the business of acting?
1: Right, and and it's not even the business of comedy.
0: Yeah, it's the business is the complete business. The how you relate to people, how you right. uh, create trust right. in your brand, is through humor. I think is a large part. Right,
1: right, and, and you know to just show up and be the person other people want to know.
0: Yeah, absolutely, that's that's always helpful Everybody wants to know Who's that, that guy Brad Lemack in the suit? He's always wearing a suit
1: <laughs> And I always say Who's that guy Ron Weisberg In the exercise clothes? <laughs> he's always in exercise clothes Which tells me He's either always working out Or he's ready to flee
0: Or I'm, I'm exercising my demons
1: Right, Right, <laughs> right Which is good it's get them out. <laughs> yeah.
0: So uh, how might somebody send you an email if they're listening to this podcast or get a hold of you, you have a new business of acting website? Uh, we do. We do. And you can. It, it's got links to get the book.
1: Um, and I I, I believe the, the new book, which is the new business of acting the next edition. I believe that it's an empowering tool f- for actors. And I, and I encourage them to read it and then communicate with me thoughts or questions. The um, Thebusinessofacting.com has links to um, purchase a book. It has links to our YouTube web series called Inside the Business of Acting. Cool. which has got some um, pretty interesting working actors talking about their career journeys and things they've learned along the, the way to having a lifetime career journey in the industry. Um, and it's got some free resources and, you know, there's lots of interesting stuff on there. So um, I hope they will check that out. There's a link to email me through that. That's thebusinessofacting.com. And if um, they're in Albuquerque or, or New Mexico or a reasonable drive to Albuquerque, I hope they will come to say hello on September 6th. And if we still have space, so either sign up for our class on Saturday, September 7th, the Master Class, or get on a wait list for that or the next time we roll this out.
0: Yeah, absolutely. When is the next time we're rolling this out, by the way? Well, that's a good question. I think it would be wonderful to do the class again
1: in early to mid-November before people start getting focused on Thanksgiving and the holiday.
0: Yeah, let's do that, Right right before Thanksgiving.
1: I think that would be great. And I think if we focus on doing another one in the middle of January, that means lots of caring people who love you can get you um, a gift card or gift, gift you with the class that I will do in January for your Christmas or Hanukkah or Kwanzaa present.
0: Yeah. All the gifting.
1: See, I love that. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Well, yeah. Brad, and, you, you know, look, are.
1: It's it's, it's 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 been a great year in the business of acting, and I think as we as we round the corner on 2019, you know, let us get everybody prepared and thinking in the right way for early network pilot season 2020 and everything that's going to follow. So, you know, you guys have got these great classes coming up, which are designed to help do this, and I'm happy to be a part of that. So, thank you. Thank you guys for um, allowing me to be included in that process.
0: Man, it is an honor to work with you. And uh, it's always exciting, uh, the level that you bring to the table. And uh, it's it's great. So you're coming on the 6th. We're going to have a party. We're going to hang out. Um, so if anybody has any questions, reach out to info at soulacting.com. And... That's it, Brad. Do you have any last words for our uh, for our fans, your fans? (laughs) (laughs) It's uh, just
1: um, uh, be prepared to do the work. Understand that um, there'll be some uh, bumps in the road, but uh, climbing out of them always feels great. And you earn that next opportunity that comes to you each time it does come to you. And come come to class, and let's have a few laughs, and let's do some special on camera work,
0: and you know we will know each other. Amen to that. Amen to that. Thank you, Ron. Thank you, sir. So from everyone over here at Seoul and from Brad Lamech, have a great day. Yeah.